Alexander Pope said, An excuse is worse than a lie, for an excuse is a lie, guarded. Welcome back to another episode of Thriving Thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. On today's episode, we are going to talk about excuses. Who out there has never made one? That would be none of us. Today, we're going to talk about why we make excuses and four simple strategies you can employ to stop making excuses. Start telling yourself and others the truth and live in this thing I call a thriving thought world. I used to be that girl who made excuses all the time. I used to make excuses for why I couldn't do something, why I couldn't participate in an activity, why I couldn't show up to a friend's event. I think I even used to just make stuff up to not have to commit to whatever the person was asking me to commit to, as if commitment in and of itself was harmful to me. And it was never good enough to stop at one reasonable excuse. I had to provide the torrent of problems and issues and interferences and all of the busyness of my life that was interfering with my ability to commit. As if the person who wanted me to commit or not commit wasn't busy, didn't have a life filled with things of importance to them. I love what Aldous Huxley said. He said, several excuses are less convincing than one. When we have to protest so much and share so much of our busyness of life in order to excuse our willingness to commit, because that's really what we're excusing. We're not excusing not doing the thing. We're excusing our willingness to commit or to not commit. More specifically, our willingness to express our commitment or lack thereof. Why do we make excuses then? If excuses are ultimately harmful to us, why do we rely upon them to help us get out of a sticky situation? We are afraid of confrontation. More accurately, we've lied to ourselves that advocating for ourselves and stating what we commit to or don't commit to is confrontation. It's not. It's self-advocacy. It's self-awareness in action. You see, when we're able to verbally commit or not commit to something, that means we are acutely aware of our resources, of our time, our energy, our money, if somebody's asking us to give in the way of money, Our time, energy, and money, we are acutely aware of that. And when we are aware of that, we can make quick split-second determinations on whether or not we have the ability, the capacity in our resource bank to invest in, commit to, or prioritize that thing we are being asked to do. That level of awareness comes only when you determine to walk in a thriving thought world, one in which you are honest with yourself. I got so sick of making excuses to other people, not because I felt like I was treading water, but because I realized, and I don't have a blinding revelation story to share with you. I think this just kind of happened under the surface over time, that I realized my excuses were about fear. 
of somebody questioning my decision to commit to or not commit to something and then judging that decision and me not being able to respond in a way that supports my decision with conviction. We make excuses because we ultimately believe the lie that says we are not entitled to our own values and priorities. It's a lie that comes in the form of shoulds. I should do this thing or I should not do this thing. Oh, this person really wants me to do that, so I should. It's well-meaning to want to do something for somebody that you care about, but the intentions betray us when we excuse our way out of something. And that creates conflict within us. So it goes from fear to instability to conflict turmoil even within when we say we're going to do something and then what happens? We don't follow through because we weren't committed in the first place. We responded with our should. I should do this. So let me say I will, or let me say I'll try. And then I don't do it. I don't do the thing that somebody asked me to do. I don't go to the place the person asked me to go to. I don't support that person in the way that they requested to be supported. So then I feel bad about myself. When I feel bad about myself, it's a blow to the ego. It's a blow to my self-esteem. I start to evaluate myself negatively. And what do I have to do? I have to distract from that discomfort by offering an excuse. And if you are anything like what I used to be and you offer a litany of excuses, your shame shines through even the longest list. Your recognition that you failed shines through. And it's not a judgment that you didn't follow through on the thing that you said you were going to do. It's an invitation for you to be honest with yourself once again, not to deflect with excuses that serve as thinly veiled distractions that anybody can see through including you. The truth is how much you have going on in your life has nothing to do with whether or not you decide to make a commitment to somebody. If you decide to do something that somebody has asked you to do, then everything else in your life that you have going on does not need to become a free-for-all conversation with that person who requested support from you. It just doesn't have anything to do with their request. It has everything to do with you failing to follow through with something that you committed to and then now making an excuse or a list of excuses. Excuses are the vehicle of blame and blaming something that can't possibly be to blame. Another commitment in your life cannot be to blame for failure to follow through on another commitment. What can be blamed is your decision to commit to two things at once that you know that you did not have the resources to do. And instead of correcting that, being honest with ourselves and the people in our lives by saying, you know what? I overcommitted. I was not aware that I did not have the ability to do this. I apologize. Do we really think making excuses and having that resulting inner conflict and fear that we're gonna be found out is better than standing up, being transparent and saying, I failed, acknowledging the truth of the situation, that you committed out of 
the lie of the shoulds, as opposed to the truth of intentionality. Excuses become a cycle of distraction and blame to self-defeating thoughts, distraction and blame to self-defeating thoughts, distraction and blame. Are you ready to break that cycle? Are you ready to stop believing the lie of an excuse and start speaking the truth and understand how you can use today, right here, right now, to stop making excuses? That's the methodology of the striving thought world and begin to commit or not commit with full awareness and intentionality. If you are, here are four ways you can start to do that today. Number one, become intimately familiar with your available resources. That's your time, your money, and your energy. Once you know those three things about yourself, how much space you have in your schedule, not how much time, because we all have 168 hours in the week. It's how much time are you filling and how much time unfilled that you are able to commit to pouring yourself out do you have available? I don't know what that practice looks like for you. Maybe it's looking at your schedule at the beginning of the week, being prepared for questions or invitations that might come your way. It's definitely about not giving yourself permission to say maybe or I'll try. This is the first key to getting out of the cycle of excuses is to be aware and to be intentional. Saying maybe or I'll try has zero intention, zero commitment. Remember, your goal is to start practicing commitment or not committing, saying yes or saying no. You have the power and the right to say yes or no upon deliberation, intentional deliberation of your available resources. If somebody asks you to borrow money and you know you can't spare it, the cycle of excuses would say, you know what, I'm going to do it anyway and I'll just deal with the consequences later. And then you have to make an excuse to maybe somebody else to whom you have to borrow money from to fix the situation. It's a cycle of blame and self-defeat. So be aware of your available resources and be intentional then with your yeses and your noes. You don't need to deliberate your availability of resources with anybody. They don't need to be privy to that information. You can simply say yes or no. And here's something I want to caution you. You don't have to explain why you've made the decision that you've made. You don't have to Say, I'm saying no because I have to do X, Y, and Z and I just don't have the time, energy, or money. Or, you know, if I say no to this, I'm going to say yes to this. If I say yes to this, I'm going to say no to this. You don't have to explain anything. Get comfortable with the silence. That's number two. Get comfortable with not explaining yourself. I challenge each of you listening to this message to give that a try this week. Not even a try do it. Find a situation in which you can offer commitment or lack of commitment. Let your yes be yes and your no be no and get comfortable with the quote unquote awkward silence. It's only awkward if you believe it to be. Be confident in your decision, in your commitment. Number three, if you have the resources to do something but not now, share a date 
or a time frame in which you would love to do that thing, go to that thing with somebody, be there for somebody, share a time frame. Say, yes, I want to be there for you, and here's how I can do that. Maybe you're struggling making excuses for a commitment that you're trying to make to yourself, like exercising. Set a start date. Be intentional about it. Stop giving yourself permission to fail. And number four, this I think is the most critical, invite accountability to help you honor your commitments. When it comes to commitments that you're making to yourself, tell a friend. Choose somebody to share your commitment with. Share your start date for this new habit that you want to incorporate into your life. Share how you want to do this thing to help a friend with another friend. Don't ask the person who has asked you for help to hold you accountable to that help. Choose somebody else in your life who has the ability to hold you accountable. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's one of your older children, a friend, a mentor, a colleague, a coworker. Pick one person now to start walking with you on this journey of expressing your God-given right to what you commit to and what you don't commit to and employ resources other than yourself. That's what accountability is, right? It's employing somebody outside of you, but employ resources other than yourself. You guys, we live in a brilliant age of technology to remind us to do things so that we don't have to show up with the lamest excuse of all, I'm sorry, I forgot. There's zero intentionality in forgetting. You're either going to do something or you're not. That is the level of intentionality that it takes to commit to something to prevent you from going back to this cycle of excuses that leaves you, by the way, it leaves you perpetuating blame, that striving thought world, and feeling defeated. That is a striving thought world. You are deserving of more. And it requires you to put in the work of intentionality to make that happen. Set a calendar reminder on your phone. Put it in your calendar. If you tell somebody through text, yes, I'm going to do that thing, make the space right then and there to put it on your calendar. Do what you need to do to remind yourself to follow through with that thing that you said you were going to do. What comes from this practice of committing, of expressing, honoring the fact that you can choose to commit to something and choose not to commit to it, and you don't need to offer an explanation, comes a quiet peace, a sense of confidence, and with practice, getting comfortable with those awkward silences, getting comfortable making your yeses yes and your noes noes, you become even more acutely aware of the resources that you have available. In fact, you start to manage you better, not your time, you start to manage you better, and now suddenly there is more of you, more resources to go around more resources to serve and help other people. Each of us has a measure of time, energy, and money available to us. It's up to you to be intentional with yours and get out of the cycle of excuses. Friends, I hope you've enjoyed bonus episode number one between seasons four and five. Listen, season five starts June 1st, and it is going to be thriving with your ride or die. I'm going to be interviewing duos. That's best friends, 
coworkers, mentors, mentees, teachers, students, parents, children, spouses. If that is you, you have somebody in your life who has been that person who's held you accountable to make you want to grow, to make you be a better person, make you be a better you. And you want to share your story live with me on the air, please do reach out. The methods to do so are in the show notes. Also, remember, I have a Thriving Thoughts texting community. The price right now is only $2.99 per month or $29 for the year. That will be going up in the third quarter of 2021. So get in now while your investment is minimal, but your gain is exponential. My friends, I'll meet you right back here next week for another bonus episode of Thriving Thoughts with yours truly, Dr. Sherry. Until then, please do remember to speak truth over the lies and you will thrive in any and every circumstance.